What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you. That's excellent. <laughs> excellent to hear. In case you did not know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. It's a weekly show. Every episode comes out Tuesdays, 9 a.m., and you can listen to those across podcast services around the web, as well as watch each episode on YouTube and Twitch. We've got a full list of where you can either listen or watch us, though, on our website at teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen. If you want to get in contact with us for any general feedback or whatever, or you just want to engage with us more on social media and stuff like that, you can do that, too, by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and liking us on Instagram as well, or following, I guess, the correct term for that one, the correct it's nomenclature. It's all the same thing. It is all the same thing, <laughs> but you can find us at those places as well. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you really are enjoying what we are doing, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where as for as little as a dollar a month... You can support the show, and in return, we'll give you a cool perk, like in the episode early before its general Tuesday release. And so that, again, is patreon.com slash Podcast. And a special note, another one I forgot from earlier, join our Discord server. So we've got the link up in several different places. If you can't find it, ask us for it, and we'll give you that invite as well. But before we get into our topic of today, we do have to say a couple, actually one big thing I do want to say. It's not a huge thing, but it's a cool thing. This is our 130th episode that we're recording right now. God, we're old. We are old. We're like, really old. I was tweeting about it earlier today because I was just like, I picked up one of my old notebooks and found notes for show recordings back in 2015. Oh my God. Which, what, what were we even like back then? Uh, probably terrible. Probably terrible. <laughs> still getting into the groove of all this stuff. But still, it's so weird how it feels like this has not been happening very long. Yet at the same time, if you really think about it, it's it, been going on it for almost three has years. Been. It's been going on it's for a, a while. It's a strange thought. Yeah, it's a really weird feeling. But yeah, 130th episode, so 10, 20 Congra- more. Congratulations yeah, to us. Oh my God, yeah, I'm back for all of us engaged. But before we go on to our topic, let's get a little bit of news in our moment with Mogan. All right, so of course, out now, today, August 7th, Dead Cells for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. But more importantly, Overcooked 2. Oh my God. I'm playing it so much right now. He's playing it so much right now. You don't even know, you, don't you even guys. Know. This is a this is a hologram of me. I'm not here recording. I'm not here doing In this. In fact, we recorded my section separately than his, so I'm not actually talking to and anything. And I did video right magic now. and edited yeah. this together to make uh, it look like I'm sitting next to her. I'm really good at pretending to carry on conversation. Um, anyway, so Overcooked 2 out today, so August excited. 7th, for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Coming soon, Okami HD. First of all, I'm mad about that still. For the Switch, August oh, 9th. I was about to say, wait, that came out so long ago. No, the it remaster. came out for PS4, PS4 and, Xbox and Xbox One, but now, now Okami HD for the Switch, August 9th. Monster Hunter World hits PC August 9th. It cool. was previously just for Xbox and PS4 users. Monster Hunter World, PC, August 9th. Uh, Madden NFL 19. August 10th, another one I'm actually really happy about, and I didn't... <laughs> you'll, you'll get it in a second. Okay. Uh, that I didn't... Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what you're talking about. I didn't about. realize it was out so soon. We Happy We Happy Few. few. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play that one so bad. I want to play it so bad. So now I'm actually like really hyped. We should um, do a, we should do that one another one where we because it's I think it's only forty bucks too. Yeah, I don't it's even think not it's, a full price game. Not, I mean, it is a full price game for what they're giving us. So thank you developers for that. But it's not sixty, which yeah, forty exactly. is easier to spend than sixty. So yeah, we happy few August tenth. That comes out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then uh, that's everything we've got out now and coming soon. Boom. So to celebrate. Our 130th episode, we're doing one of our favorite topics. Although, I don't necessarily think we planned this originally when we were planning the which, what, we, what we should do for our topic, then, but it just it so just happened, happened to that way. coincide. Just, have they always been on even intervals of five? 
Because the, the first one was one episode, episode 25. 25. I don't know. That'd be really funny. And I meant to, before we did this, yeah. actually look and see like this which volume fifth. Se- fifth. I'm pretty sure it's our fifth volume five? of this. Yeah. Uh, so in case you haven't guessed it already, it's a soundtrack show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about some of our favorite soundtracks that we have listened to and from games we've played. And some, even in, in my case, games that we not, haven't played that much. You know what? Sometimes you don't have to have played the game to be able to appreciate the music. Nope, not at <laughs> all. So... How about while I'm looking to see which, to verify which one this actually is, although it shouldn't take me that long. I think it's just right back here. All right. You, uh, uh, yeah, Volume 4. So this is Volume 5 of Soundtracks. Wow, We've dang. done five of these. Obviously, it's our favorite. Everything else, we've only done like one or two. I just can't believe that. I know. <laughs> That's it's crazy. insane. All right. So well, anyway, we'll go ahead and start off with one of your fir- first picks. So the first thing I want to do is, without saying what it is or telling you anything about it, I just want you to listen to the track. Got so it. that's where we're going to start. is my first track that I want to highlight. That is from the Celeste original soundtrack. That is track Anxiety. That is a very fitting title. It is a very fitting title. it sounded yeah. like it was going to be this nice, smooth, peaceful song. And then that... But then, exactly. Up, whatever that is. So synth this wave. Is, yeah, it's a synth wave. So this is a really interesting... No one's going to believe me when I tell you this, but like I promise I, I picked the track before I learned the additional knowledge that I am now armed with. So I chose Anxiety because when I first listened to it, I thought... Wow, as if the title weren't expressive enough, the music is such a perfect encapsulation of what it sounds like to have a panic attack, to have an anxiety attack, to be just afraid of something. Mm -hmm. So the track is by composer... Lena Rain. So Lena Rain has worked on other uh, video game soundtracks such as Guild Wars 2, Super Adventure Box, Living World, and Heart of Thorns. And uh, so part of the reason that I really like this particular track is that crescendo from that soft and kind of melancholy piano tones mm-hmm. up to that really big, like oppressive, heavy synth wave makes for an awesomely impactful track. Uh, well, it definitely made me feel uneasy as exactly, soon as Exactly. Like- and I think the reason that that is is because of the way the music is timed and that kind of crescendo and lull, crescendo and lull, it makes you feel like your heart is pounding, like it mirrors your heart pounding or heavy breathing. And those are all signs of fear and an anxiety attack. And then I found this afterwards in an interview with Ryan Paquette from Original OriginalSoundVersion.com. Mm-hmm. Lena Rain said in an interview, in a lot of ways, the piano is the core sound 
sound for Madeline. Madeline is the title character of Celeste. Not Celeste? That's what I thought the name Celeste was. Celeste is the mountain. Uh, so she's climbing Mount Celeste. Okay, I haven't played But yeah, yet. so uh, she says, in a lot of ways, the piano is the core sound for Madeline as a person, whereas the synths can represent aspects of her and the mountain that are roused by her ascent. Mm. So they're meant to, it's kind of like the piano is the more organic sound of humanity, whereas the synths kind of symbolize the environment nice. uh, and the way that you interact with it. So the sound, uh, this is still from her quote, the soundtrack in general plays a lot with dynamic mixing and track progression, which let us take, take parts away or build up a track over the course of a chapter. Regarding the electronic elements, she says, mm -hmm. the best demonstration of this, and this is where I was like, no one's going to believe me. She says, the best demonstration of this is probably in the track Anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, no, where I tried my best to capture the feeling of, as the title implies, an anxiety attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she says, Madeline's theme is this small, tenuous piano line that then gets completely engulfed in synths, and as you're battling to recover, you would have heard this if you'd kept listening to the track, the synths get, get more and more distant to, re to reflect your return from the spiral. So I think that her, she, you know, she took the words right out of my mouth. She said it better than I ever could have, because she's the composer, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the tracks in... Celeste are also very indicative of this really fantastic progression of not lyric because there are no lyrics in the music, but just of musical storytelling. Mm. Uh, the other track that I think I was going to highlight was Approaching the I don't remember what the title well, so was. So here's what we'll do. We'll use that one as like your main theme. And then as a transition in between each of our picks, we can have a second song play. Oh, I think that so, sounds like a pretty so good thing. So it, we can do this one, Approaching the mountain whatever it's like approaching the summit or something okay. like that but it's this really like nice driving music where you're like oh yeah i'm about to accomplish my goal and it makes you really feel that way very strongly and i think that the ability of a composer to make the listener feel what the intention is even without having played the game mm -hmm. i haven't played the game i don't know at what point of the game this track plays but i don't need to have played to feel the emotion in the track and i think that that's just a, a fantastic mark of success obviously if your listener is still getting the Reach for the Summit. It's called Reach for the Summit. Sorry, I was looking at what Jarrett was showing me. Anyways, that was the other track that I wanted to highlight. But Anxiety is just so... It just grabs you and you're like, oh my god, I don't feel so good anymore. Well, because everything... I've listened to the Celeste soundtrack also. Haven't played the game either. And everything, especially... Well, last week, in our last week's episode, it was our soundtrack spotlight. Uh, Bro Mogan had suggested it. And, and so that's even why that, I was really Even the, the track that he played is more of a lighthearted feel. It seems a bit more peppy and upbeat and kind of stuff like that. Or or not not upbeat necessarily, but a happy track. And that yeah. one necessarily... like. Kind of has that feel like oh, so many calm, relaxing. Oh, nope, oh, nope, 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 nope. Just kidding. Never so, yeah, mind. That's a, it's a very, very well done soundtrack for a very well, from everything. Again, haven't played it, but from everything I've read and like heard, like a very critically a very acclaimed, well, acclaimed game. Yeah, a very well done game. So. Which, by the way, you can get that entire uh, album OST. You can get the whole soundtrack for Celeste on Lena Rain's Bandcamp for only nine dollars. Not bad. That's not bad, and it's a killer album. So I would recommend anybody listen to it on YouTube yeah. and then if you really love it support the composer and buy the album it's really good I just did that because Austin Wintery uh, I snagged the albums for 
Banner Saga 1 and 2. Uh, he was giving them away for free on his band oh, camp because right. of Banner Soccer 3, but I still went ahead and like paid five bucks for each one because you know you know, support him. I like there, his music a lot. There are a lot of studies that say that donation-based purchasing actually leads to greater revenue yeah. because the people that really value your product are going to pay more than you may have charged for it in the first place. True. So guess what? From the here on out, podcast <laughs> episodes are donations. <laughs> this Not is kidding. a donation. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We're keeping it free and fun for everybody. I say we run with it. Let's go, Jerry. <laughs> See where it takes us. All right, well, as we transition into my next pick, here is Reaching the Summit from Celeste. So I'm going to f- kind of follow in your footsteps here on this one um, for a game that I necessarily haven't played all the way through. I wanted to play it. Um, I bought this game originally. I do own this game, and I have now played a couple hours into it because I wanted just to experience it a little bit before I talked about the music for it. But the reason why I wanted to play this game was, one, I was itching for like a, a, a solid RPG experience again. And have just it came on sale in a Steam, uh, Steam sale, I think, over the holidays. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get this for just whenever the want desires. But it came with the soundtrack. I listened to the soundtrack. I was like, damn, this is good. But it's in a way, though, I feel like is a very interesting thing. Because it's a fairly simplistic. And it honestly has, to me anyway, and when I listen to it, an odd sound. Like the the main theme, which is what I'm going to play uh, first coming up, it has a very, like, it's a very definite violin being in it. But it almost... Not off key. It just has an off, an off sound. So I'm very interested to see. The game is Divinity: Original Sin. Oh, oh! I saw you playing that on. Didn't you post it to Twitter or something? Yeah, because yeah. I found this, this shell that said "Call me Ishma Shell," and I was like, "This game's got puns, y'all!" So I had to tweet that out. And then Chess uh, from Plus Seven Intelligence he responded. He was like, "Are you playing this for the first time?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I love it. Let's see if we can do some multiplayer." So oh, that'd be really cool. So, uh, it's pretty interesting of what I've played so far because. It has a party system, but you're tied to two characters, and you always like play with the two characters and oh. can make them manage independently. So it's not like you have one and followers. You're kind of like playing two characters at the same time. Fascinating. It's interesting. But anyway, so Divinity Original Sin is composed by Kirill Pokrovsky. Uh, a little bit about him. This is from his Wikipedia page. Uh, he was a received classical training from the Moscow Conservatory and played as a keyboardist for Soviet heavy metal bands Araya and Master in 1985 between 1985 and 1989. That's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> uh, so he did all the music for the video uh, for the Divinity Original Sin series which he was able to finish before he passed away in June of 2015. Oh no. So yeah. So, uh Kirill Divinity Original Sin, the song is Original Sin. Oh, well. <laughs>
that so has you get a, what I mean? Yeah, that has a. It's interesting because you don't often think of the violin as being uh, a very hard instrument, but those tones had a very hard edge to them. Yes, and it, they're I mean, very it, cutting. Yes, and it, you can also tell that the that it is either. I can't decide if it's been electronically manipulated or if it's an electronic violin sound. Oh, it might be. It which might I'm be leaning an towards an electric violin. electric violin. Oh, I didn't think about that. I forgot that like string instruments besides guitars be, yeah. being electric is like a thing now. Or or I was also meaning like uh, generated through like a synth or keyboard mm. also is kind of what I'm thinking it might be. But it's, I don't know, just that initial sound of it. I heard that when I was like, oh, I got this game. Oh, it came with the soundtrack. Awesome. Obviously, I'm going to give this a listen. And it hooked and it just kind of immediately like, gripped me. And when I was listening to it, I was like, I was not expecting this from this game necessarily. I mean, RPGs usually have a pretty good, right. pretty good uh, soundtrack to them. But also, it's just none of the tracks ever get super heavy, n- never get super action oriented, which you would expect for an RPG. You would, there would be some of that because there's going to obviously be a lot of action, a lot of fighting and different things like that. But this one stays fairly, not monotone, but just very, very just low through the whole thing. But it has these, these themes like this one. And then the, the one that I'm going to play that I'll play out this segment with is called Beyond the Waves of Time, the alternate version. It has a very, simple but damn if it's not melodic uh vocal oh, line okay. and it's it's not like words it's, it's again it's just like ma- making a just vocal, like vocalizing yeah. yeah and but it's got this simple melody that just got uh, the first time i heard it i was like that's good and it's been stuck in my head ever since i think that part of what makes tracks like that feel so memorable and why they tend to stick out in our minds so much is that the key component there, in this case the violin or electric violin or whatever type of instrument it is, is clearly meant to stand on its own with very minimal supporting sound. Yes. And I think that that just makes it very easy for like the human ear and the human brain to latch onto that sound. And I feel like that's just me, that's just my you know theory on it. I feel right. like that's part of why tracks that have that type of composition uh, feel so ingrained like yeah. once you hear them you continue to hear it well it's like it's again violin but with far cry 3 with the f- further the one that the song that plays during the yeah. end credits it obviously has a uh, serena mckinney has as her as a uh, solo performing on that you know she's performing the violin and but that's the part that like that kicked up on that track and i just i was like oh my god this is one of the best songs i've ever heard and so it is interesting how how a single something it's just the power of music basically just it's with just with the this power of music. and like in this one I think it's always good and it's a credit to the soundtrack that if it can grab you without having any reference to what you're playing at all similar to what I was saying with you and Celeste it's just good music and you can't say no that's bad or I don't like it but, you know <laughs> but you don't have any baggage of the game either and sometimes that can create some very minimal experiences and now like it made me want to play the game more because I wanted to see how these themes and everything fit into the game and so far like it's been fun of what I've played I'm still trying to figure it out and like you know it's a it's a deep RPG like there's a lot yeah. to it and so I'm trying to still figure all that stuff out but I mean still I hear those tones I'm like oh yeah this fits really well I like this Very I like nice. this a lot so nice. that was uh that was mine Divinity Original Sin again by Kirill Pokrovsky and the song that I'm going to leave you with as we transition into Mogan's next is called Beyond the Waves of Time Alternate <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so what is your second pick of the day? So speaking of really deep RPGs, as I'm sure you may have noticed, or anybody who is friends with me on Switch may have noticed, I have been just funneling hours upon hours into Octopath Traveler. Uh, Honestly, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. It might be my game of the year. I'm personally enjoying it that much that I feel like it might, this is like a definitely a high point for me as far as gaming for 2018 goes. Uh, And as far as the game's aesthetic style and its soundtrack and how those two things are interrelated. So you may have heard during development and during uh, kind of the teaser trailers that were done in E3 and at other uh, platforms, the design of Octopath Traveler, I always want to call it Bravely Octopath. I, keep wanting to call, Bravely I still want to default. call it Bro- Project yeah. Octopath Traveler. So, so the uh, design aesthetic of Octopath Traveler is what they describe as HD 2D, essentially high-def 2D graphics, because it is done in that very throwback 16-bit JRPG style. Right. It is extremely evocative of old RPGs like Chrono Trigger, uh, and especially to me, uh, Golden Sun. It looks and interacts very similar to Golden Sun, but of course in an extremely updated, clean and smooth format. It's the old school brought back into the new school and back into the spotlight in its best light. Mm -hmm. And the soundtrack really highlights that. So the first track I'm going to play for you is Cyrus's theme. No, wait, actually, I think I want to talk about it first, and then I'll play the track for you. All right. Because the two things are very closely interrelated. So I forget, who are you playing as your main? So I started as Tressa the Merchant. Okay, that's what I thought. But that is not the track that I'm actually going to be highlighting. So uh, as far as the composer, the uh, entire game's theme is composed by Yasunori Nishiki. And from an official developer's note published on Nintendo.com, composer Nishiki explains that Octopath Traveler is a labor of love developed by a team that grew up in the golden age of RPGs and was determined to update the classic RPG for the modern age, which they did to great to great effect, as I've already explained. Yep. Um, he goes on to say, to that end, my goal was to create a soundtrack with memorable melodies and lavish soundscapes that incorporated live orchestral performances. From the main theme to battle and cutscene music, I strove for clear melodies and powerful yet not overly common complex songs that would rise to the level of the evolved HD 2D graphics. Also central to the game is the concept of a journey. Obviously, it's like a path traveler. With the various overworld and town themes, I wanted players to be able to feel the many living, breathing locales that they reach in their travels. If you could stop along the way from time to time and take in the sounds of the world, along with its nostalgic sights, nothing would make me happier. Which, first of all, what a sweet note from the composer. Also, get it? Note, because he writes music, he uses notes. So many puns today. So funny. So what I really wanted to latch on here is the idea of various... I wanted to make the idea of these various themes feel more tangible to the listeners. So I have picked Cyrus's theme. Okay. And now we're going to go on ahead and play it. So Cyrus is your super derpy scholar. He's a, he's a really strong scholar slash wizard. You might know him as like a sorcerer, a magic user. Uh, but he's... Extremely book smart, okay. super socially inept. Like he's a real, he's kind of a derp, and you're just like, oh, Cyrus, you, what are you doing, you silly, silly man? So this is Cyrus's theme.
me think of that. Some good melody it's right there. It's some damn good music. So uh, kind of going back to what uh, Nashiki was describing as far as using orchestral themes, I wanted to pick Cyrus's theme specifically because I feel like it is so fantastically indicative of Cyrus's environment Mm -hmm. and of his own personality. So picking out from the song, Cyrus's theme features those very heavy orchestral strings with subtle but driving percussion coming from both the actual percussion instruments and that bass from the subtle use of the brass instruments. I believe it may have been, what's the big fat one? Tubas. Tubas, yeah. I believe you may have heard some tubas and perhaps a light trumpet in there. I'm not quite sure. French horn? Yeah, I heard some of that Maybe it was a French horn. You know, it, it's, it's been just, a while since I was in band. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's one of the things, that's that's the sometimes, like, I feel somewhat like it, when we do these topics, like, I love the music of it, but sometimes I feel like don't I'm not totally qualified enough to speak to them well, about, you know, what? you know, to go, like, super in-depth with it, but it's just, we love it so much, and we we're, want to talk about it. We're doing our best it's we're our mega fans. Exactly. Um, but still, though, I feel like... As one who even hasn't played that many JRPGs, but it's still you. F- but from having played old the older ones from the NES and Super NES games, like you know, played a little bit of Chrono Trigger, played a little bit of the old Legend of Zelda, and different things like that, you still feel that JRPG sound in it. Yeah, like it's kind of the undertone, but it does take and it does build to a much more modern classical feel. When especially the strings came in, and you get you you just have more of that base of a palm which to build on, and I think yeah. it does a really good job of of translating into the modern game. Part of that particular sound for Cyrus's theme, though, I will say is incredibly unique to him. Mm -hmm. If I had highlighted Ophelia's theme or maybe Primrose's theme, Ophelia's kind of your young uh, cleric type person. She's very innocent, kind of naive, uh, but, but still pretty serious. Her track features very clear and minimalistic flute tones, whereas Primrose, she comes from the desert. She's a dancer. Her theme is very uh, Middle Eastern inspired. It's got a lot going on in it. Mm-hmm. It's very active, very dance. Whereas Cyrus's theme, because of that heavy orchestra, it almost feels like a waltz, which is a heavily organized event. Right. And Cyrus, as a character, he hails from academia. He's he's a scholar it's at an, an academy. He's a teacher. Yeah. So I feel like his track is so is so indicative of his personality in that, yes, it does have those more whimsical tones in the sound from that very lilting violin mm-hmm. when the violin kind of gets its own solo, but it still has the structure coming from the percussion that makes you feel like it's very, very pomp and circumstance, which is what academia is all about. Yep. And I was just so impressed by how they managed to encapsulate all of that in a track that it doesn't feel overbearing. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's just expressive. That's well, the word I'm looking for. And very for. pleasant. It's very like pleasant. Like we've talked about, we've talked about there are no when we bad did our, tracks. When we did our uh, first impression of the demo, when the demo was released, and we had the main theme be the soundtrack spotlight for that week, like that was the one thing of, again, it's just the thing that stuck in my head with that game. I, obviously, I haven't gone back yet to play the full thing yet. I've only had my experience with the demo. I do want to play the full oh, thing. Oh, buddy, you, you got it. I got to get on it. Did you see um, uh, Kirok and me are all over Twitter like, oh my oh, God, Oh, yeah, going back and forth traveler. on stuff. It's great. We need to have him on for we, your review. Oh, yes. That's a great idea. Kirok, my bro. Here's your invitation. <laughs> Here's your invitation. You got to get over here, and buddy. Talk about it with me. So, yeah, so we'll do that. But, uh, but no, it, it, the music has been, has been very great for this game from what I've heard so far. I did go to YouTube and listen to it because the one thing I will say, my main gripe here against Nintendo, 
make your soundtracks available, damn it. Yeah. Uh, nope, but actually, make, you know, uh, I don't want to have to go to YouTube. I know they make them, they eventually will sometimes put them out somewhere else. No, I think it's already out. So is in it, the this case one is? of Octopath Traveler, I believe I saw a lot of articles about how the full the full soundtrack was either already or going to be released on iTunes. Okay, SoundCloud. see, I would love to because my main gripe about this comes from Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. It, the game we had that one as a soundtrack spotlight before too, Grassland Groove. I want to own that music so bad, but you can't get it anywhere, and I'm not gonna go download it from YouTube. I want to support the composer. Yeah, I got you. So it's like, but still though, make it available, yes. damn it, Nintendo. Octopath Traveler OST coming to Spotify and Apple Music. Oh, thank God. So I don't think it's out yet, but it eventually will be. And Sweet. in the meantime, they are doing an official release of a four-disc 80-track album directly from Nintendo. So you will be able okay, to purchase good. that and support the uh, support the composer in a few different ways. Great. Great, great. It will almost certainly be more than nine dollars. <laughs> eighty track, four yeah, discs. Yeah, tracks, you're looking four at discs. you're looking at probably twenty five to thirty. But, yeah, I mean, probably. Well worth it. For you the know, music. it's probably worth it. Honestly. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely is. <laughs> oh, and then to play us out, I would actually like to feature not no Ophelia's, Ophelia's theme. theme. Ophelia's theme. All right. That was Ophelia's theme from Octopath Traveler. Moving on to my second pick. This is from a game that I'm almost about to wrap up. I'm about to finish this one up, but it's, uh, and this is what I was talking a little bit with you before. I wanted to do God of War really bad, <laughs> but I feel like I could not officially, uh, like, effectively talk about it and how the, the score related to the game without giving too many spoilers, and it's too fresh. Right. This game, I have an easier time with it. It's Far Cry 5. Uh, it's composed oh. by Dan Romer, who is both a film and video game composer. Uh, one of his more well-known film uh, works was the score for Beasts of the Southern Wild. I'm sorry, the what? Back. Beasts of the Southern Wild. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Dang. So, and then he did Far Cry 5 here. I mean, he's done other stuff in between, but like, <laughs> you know. Uh, this is one of his forays into video game music. So, the, the main one, the fun thing about this track is... Or these, the music of Far Cry 5 is, I've played Far Cry music before. It's usually very frenetic, very uh, action heavy, because the game is very frenetic and action heavy. But what I feel like Dan Romer did very well in this one is he blended that with, I guess, Americana, you could say. Like, he uses a lot of, several tracks Kenny are... Chesney? I mean, it's, there is a country <laughs> flair to it all. Um, Alan I mean, Jackson? <laughs> Far Cry 5 takes place, for those who don't know, in Montana. Fictional fictional county in Montana, but still in Montana. Um, and so it's this very, like he has uh, um, banjos. That's what the word I was looking for. Uh, he's got banjos in some tracks. He's got uh, very, uh, like the saloon piano from what you would hear oh, from a, like a like ragtime piano. Oh, gotcha. you know, he's got that in one of his tracks, which is, uh, I'm not going to play it, but it's when the morning light shines in. That's uh, Go listen to that one. It's usually what plays when you pull up your map or your menu or something like that. Oh, okay. Great track. It's just this very slow piano piece that but it has that but it's very much that saloon ragtime i like sound that to most it. of how you described that was done in very interesting well, hand motions. so i know kind <laughs> so of like 
form I'm doing is terrible. Cords. You have to. It's I'm a bubble. Cords. You have to pretend that you're holding a bubble in your hand to get the hand positioning right. Okay. Level wrist. Level wrist. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so that's a fantastic you go listen to. But the main one that I wanted to focus on was the kind of the main theme of Far Cry Five, which is now that this world is ending. And so we'll listen to that real quick before I go. What into a more. cheery title for it's starters. Very, the game's fantastic. Very, the game is very cheery. So cheerful. <laughs> track is very slow very melodic but it's beautiful, beautiful. but again That's a you hear beautiful track you hear the banjo you hear so we were trying to decide if it's a viola or a cello back we, in we there too we could decide or maybe a fiddle maybe we're fiddle. not sure again we're not experts <laughs> we're just super fans and we like to talk about stuff we don't know about all string instruments sound the same <laughs> But still, I think what makes this piece so good is the strong juxtaposition. Again, like I said with Far Cry 3 and the track further, the strong juxtaposition with the normal feel of the game to the peaceful, calming music. Yeah. I I definitely, if I had heard that on its own outside of Far Cry 5 and I didn't know that's what it's from, I never I would have assumed that that was a track from the movie Cold Mountain. Yeah. It sounds like it fits perfectly in there. That was my thought too, like Civil War era. In my head, I was thinking the old movie Gettysburg or Gods and Generals, you know, something just like Civil War. That's what, you know, foggy mountain kind of thing. It's very evocative of Appalachia. Exactly. Which is what I mean. Like he blended this really well, this Americana bluegrassy country feel with it. I mean, not country in like the typical when you think of I was about to say, Montana, how dare you appropriate the music (laughs) of the South? (laughs) But anyway, it does have that very strong feel. Um, and but then it's very interesting in how what he carries on. And I wish like there are so many good good ones. The one that I'm going to play out. I'm not done talking about this yet. But when I play this out with this one is our country made a promise, and it is one of the more action tracks. Yeah. But you still get like a frenetic stringed instrument. You still can hear the banjo in the background. But what he also did another challenge of this for those unfamiliar with the story, a cult basically has taken over this this county in Montana, and you're trying to break it out. And but a a, just a strong point for this. Another thing that he had to do and think of while making this soundtrack is there are these as forms of propaganda. If you jump in one of the vehicle that's been owned by the cult, they'll be playing propaganda songs like these oh, like spiritual. I thought you were going to say they'd be playing the Dukes of Hazard. No, no, no. I don't no. know why I assumed that. I mean, it could it could it could very easily fit. There's like these <laughs> there's these parts of the game called Clutch Nixon. It's this old like uh, he was this old stunt racer, stunt guy, and you have to like uh, do his feats, and it's very much like you pull up to where it is, and like fireworks go off, and an eagle like flies toward the screen. Very much Dukes of oh Hazard. Oh my would god, fit. that's amazing. Uh, and so anyway. <laughs> There are different things like that too, but there are these songs like these. They they all they sound very like hymns and other like you know Christian faith based songs like that. But they're obviously like 
little bit with the background that you know of the cult, the very sinister feeling. Oh, and so it's yeah. very just uneasy when you listen to it in the car, in these vehicles. I always turn the radio off. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no. don't want to hear that. Or they'll have trucks that drive around with like speakers blasting these songs oh, and everything. Propaganda just, yeah, trucks. just to be propaganda <laughs> trucks. You get to blow those up. Oh boy. And so there's a lot of fun <laughs> stuff oh, to do in Far Cry 5. But still, it's just a very interesting blend of, I think, I feel like, unless you're playing a game like, say, Red Dead Redemption that is very, that is overtly Western themed. You're obviously in that game. You're going to get the old the soundtrack of like a spaghetti Western or something. Right. Or, you know, bull whips and you know all this other stuff going off in the background of it all. But this one, I feel like, blended this very modern electronic for its action, more action sequences, but blended it, which has been a mainstay of the Far Cry series, but then blended it very well with this Americana bluegrass feel. That I think that I think Dan Romer accomplished something very great with the soundtrack. I would have to agree. Based on what I've heard so far, I will probably listen to the rest of it. So uh, the song I'm going to play you out with is "Our Country Made a Promise." All right, are you ready for this? Ready for it. So to play us out, I have picked a theme from the Super Mario Odyssey soundtrack. Ooh. So the hardest part of trying to do this particular game, and actually part of the problem with Octopath Traveler, is that because they're both journey-themed games, yeah. they're like travel-based, they're exploration, journeying to all these different areas of the world that are very radically different from mm-hmm. each other, it gives you like the burden of choice because there are so many good so many tracks. Good there's so many good that's ones. the thing though with rpgs like i was saying there's a ton from divinity original sin they just usually have such a good base and you're you're either going to like different regions that have their own sounds there's so much good stuff to exactly choose from. and mario odyssey is no different than that so i will pull up all of the composers here in just a second but first i want you to listen to the track and then we'll talk about it cool. so this is bablane from the seaside kingdom Exactly. You're so relaxed. And that's because, obviously, Bubble, you've played Super Mario mm-hmm. Odyssey. I have. So, Bubblein, the Seaside Kingdom. I always want to say Bubbleine, but it's not. It's Bub Lane, like L A I N E. Right? Makes no sense. I'm going to call it Bubbleine. I don't care who knows about it. But uh, so, the composers for Super Mario Odyssey are very hard to pin down mm-hmm. because, as with any very 
large production, large scale production Nintendo game, there were a lot of hands on it. Right. So the composers are not actually any one person. Uh, many of the tracks were composed by different people, but the core. Just pause it right there. We're just going to pause it. Okay, so even though there are multiple composers for the entire soundtrack, I cannot find, therefore I cannot name them all, but I can at least name the core, I, I just used three fingers because there's three of them, the core cast of composers, which are Naoto Kubo, Shiho Fuji and Koji Kondo. Koji so Kondo. Koji Kondo is the one that we would be the most familiar with. I believe that Naoto Kubo, uh, part of his or her, I actually cannot confirm based on the name. I'm not familiar enough with Japanese naming to know the potential gender. Uh, but Naoto Kubo, I believe, was one of the ones who was primarily in charge of the main theme, which is, of course, the vocal track featuring, I believe, Kate Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As the, as the lyricist who plays Mayor Pauline. Right. And that's Jump Up Superstar. Yes. So I didn't want to go super hashtag based and feature Jump Up Superstar. Cause I mean, they use that a it's, lot. It's too good also. Yeah. It's too good. So I wanted to feature one of the other tracks that I feel is a bit more... Uh, is a bit more of a window into the game itself because obviously you only spend the one level in New Donk City, mm -hmm. which is where the track of uh, Jump Up Superstar is featured. Whereas Boblane and the Seaside Kingdoms track is a fantastic example of environment through music mm -hmm. that spanish guitar the either calypso or maybe xylophone or marimba in the background that gives it that very almost tropical feeling i immediately thought felt like i was on a beach it doesn't make like you i knew think, it, i knew it went to that yeah. it corresponded with that but the music instantly took absolutely you you're instantly on the beach you feel very relaxed you feel like you've probably got a mai tai in one hand pina and a pina excuse me a pina colada in one hand and I mean, that's my beverage of choice on the beach. I don't. I mean, you can have a Mai Tai. Actually, mine is really a margarita, if, if I'm being honest I mean, a good with old myself. Marg. On the rocks I, or frosty? On the rocks. There you go. Yeah, on the rocks or bust. Uh, because then when it melts, you get a little bit extra. You get tequila fun. water. You get tequila water. <laughs> so, yeah, it instantly puts you where you're at in the game. The music takes you to where it wants you to go. You feel like you're watching the sun set over yes. the waters. And of course, in the actual game, there are millions of monsters blooping and blobbing around that you have to go out and Is catch. that the one where you have to shoot, you like get on the fountains that like shoot it you is. up They're and like everywhere? the champagne yes. fountains yes, that, yes, all, yes, yes, yes. that all cascade into the one main champagne flute, which is the primary And fountain. there's like the octopus guy who's there, like there's the, the boss. There's the octopus guy, exactly. Yeah. And the denizens of the Seedside Kingdom are these beach bum snail people they're just chilling on the beach they all just like to play tennis and racquetball and they sip their drinks by the seashore and i'm like yeah snail people you live your best life i'm yeah, all I about would be that my best life if i was on a beach with that music playing oh man absolutely who wouldn't want to live that life mm, and the great. other tracks featured in super mario odyssey are just as expressive of the environments they're meant to convey we've talked about it before i think in a soundtrack spotlight way back when um but wasn't it which one I think from the wood, it, or maybe you talked been, about it in, in when we were no, doing our review of Super Mario. No, it probably was the Wood Kingdom, yes, because yes. the Wood Kingdom is this fantastic environment that is a mix of 
obviously a heavily forested area. It's mm-hmm. very organic, but it is inhabited by robots, these little right. water spout um, robots, that gardening robots, basically. So it's this really interesting juxtaposition of the completely man-made and the natural world. And the track of the Wood Kingdom perfectly encompasses that. Uh, it is also, maybe we shouldn't say perfectly encompasses that, but it is a very fascinating blend of... Uh, basically inorganic versus organic right. and and it makes you feel like you're having a really fun time uh that is one of the more upbeat tracks it's definitely not one of the uh more sinister ones but it's it's just a really fun track and i think that obviously anytime you're playing a mario game the key factor there is you want to feel the fun. Exactly. And that's exactly what the composers did in spades for every track. They're all good. Yep. It's a good good game, good soundtrack. It's good, great all around. So uh, we'll go ahead and play out then with the wood, with the wood yeah, land theme. Play, play me off, Scotty. Wait, Johnny? What is it? Man, I'm blanking on it. Please. I know. I think it's play me off, Johnny. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think it's so. Johnny. Because anyway, Scotty's beat me up. Yeah, Scotty's beat me up. <laughs> Don't judge us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my final game that I wanted to talk about today is I've talked about another one that I've talked about as a soundtrack spotlight, but I wanted to bring out a little bit more onto. And this one is here for nostalgia. It's a game, uh, an older one that I spent a lot of time in, a RTS. No, Stronghold, I'm pretty sure it was like the very first soundtrack spotlight that I, I mean, soundtrack episode that we ever did. So I can't bring that one back Uh, up yet. Yeah, you're right. I got to find, I got to get the music though for Stronghold Crusader, Stronghold 2 or Stronghold 3. Then we can come back and visit it. But, uh, but no, so this one is another RTS strategy game that I've spent a lot of time on and enjoyed. Starcraft. Really? I actually did not realize you had ever played StarCraft. I have StarCraft 1 and 2. Oh my god, Jared, how has this never come up before? I don't know, actually. It's a great game. You'd think you would have talked about it by now. I know. It's been a while since I've played. You guys, 130 episodes in. And we're in, still surprised And we're other. still learning things about each other. <laughs> <laughs> we suck as friends. Uh, seriously. Yeah, it's bad. It's oh bad. Oh my god, StarCraft. Yeah. Okay, so, so, go, so like, go on. So you're reacting so strongly. Is it just because... No, I'm just shocked because StarCraft is, is such, such a, a big powerhouse. Yeah. It's so popular. I thought you would have talked about it by now. I mean, maybe it just hasn't come up in the right way i don't know maybe not but i will say the music is outstanding again the more you know uh glenn stafford Derek duke and jason haynes are the composers for this one and they are still blizzard composers Derek duke i know for sure worked on overwatch really so yeah so these and pretty sure glenn stafford is as well uh so they are old time long time blizzard composers been making games, music with their games for a while now but starcraft is great because obviously it's this real-time strategy it's this Space Age, you know, everyone pretty much knows what StarCraft is. Uh, but still, though, these tracks are this all-electronic, synthy... Very techno. Very techno music. Very cyberpunk. Exactly. Very <laughs> much so. And so the one that I have picked out for this one is Terran 1. It's they. It's actually pretty funny because this is broken out into basically like three main themes for each of the three factions you can play. Terrans, Zerg, or Protoss. So the ones that I had picked out were actually... 
the main title, which is the one I'd used for a soundtrack spotlight before. So I didn't want to focus on that one as much, but still great song. Uh, but the one that the ones that I did want to focus on were Terran One and Terran Two because they're both great. Terran One is actually on my running workout playlist because it's the perfect thing for the music. It's just actiony enough. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it first. All I wanted to say is typical Terran. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> Listen to it before I talk. <laughs> Terran 1. That's very interesting. So when the track first kind of kicks up and it's featuring what sounds like maybe a sitar? It's like a, like I've always imagined it's like either, yeah, a sitar or like electronic guitar, like a very synthesized guitar sound. It almost is interesting to me because again, it somewhat fits on this theme, I guess, with Far Cry 5 of the explore, of, or more of the theme that we've kind of been on of all these different like explorations. You're in this, it's almost like this, it sounds Western in that like, that sense of like exploration because it's, but it's almost also been spacitized. See, that's interesting because when I heard the track at the beginning, I would not have described it in any way as Western. If anything, I would have equated that particular sound to like a desert theme or Middle Eastern inspired music. It hmm. sounded much more... Maybe I was going more with the desert theme and that's what, yeah. like West desert. That's more... First of all, that's very desertist of you. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of desert. You know, there's, but the biggest ones are in the Middle East. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They're all in Africa and the Middle East. This is true. But so that's what it reminded me of at first. But then when that central portion of the it track kicks, kicks up, kicks up like high gear. it's like instantly electronic very techno, very different very from how driving, it starts. But also still not to the point where it's like making you feel anxious. Yeah, you don't feel anxious. You just feel like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. And that's why it's on my workout and running playlist. I, I, I get Because it that kicks up and you're just like, oh yeah, I can run. I can lift these weights and all this other stuff. <laughs> or in, this, in the spirit of the game, I'm going to build all the defenses. I'm going to get my base and, and gear. I'm going to repel the hell out Is of those Is that the Zergs. one with pylons? Yes. Oh, yeah. The Protoss have pylons. Yeah, there we go. Um, something about, yeah, build those pylons, buddy. I clearly don't know anything about StarCraft. I'm, I'm like, I'm blanking on it now, too, and I see it every once in a while when I start up Discord, and it's, uh, oh, my God, I'm kill- it's killing it's, me. It's like a classic joke, right? Something yeah. about pylons? Honestly, like, we don't not. have enough pylons or something? Additional pylons required or Maybe something like that. Maybe that's it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, additional pylons. People that know about pylons, d- 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 tell us about them. We, we clearly don't we understand. We clearly don't know. We're talking to just out of our ass this episode. But no, but still, it's just, it's, I just love it because it's this, it's perfect for, it's one of those tracks that's perfect for having this background music while, or, or soundtrack in general, perfect while you're playing, while you're 
studying or in my case editing stuff that doesn't this, that I don't need to pay attention to the audio for <laughs> something like that you know it's just the perfect background music or like when I'm doing gra- motion graphics or something like that like you know tedious work it's just the perfect thing for it and that's why I think it works so well with Starcraft itself because Starcraft it, it's a real-time strategy you're managing a whole bunch of different things at once it can be tedious I guess but it's the perfect music to keep you engaged keep you involved in what you're doing without keep you focused. keeping you focused without being overbearing. And I think that's why it's perfect. There's a radically different track that we probably have never talked about. I think it's the, um, I don't remember what it's actually called. The, uh, from Metroid Prime one, Mm -hmm. the lava level. I can't actually remember what it's called, but the lava level has like this very, I call it a toiling theme because it sounds like you're doing really tough, like mining work, something very laborious, like just toiling music. And it's like, man, yeah, I do feel like I need to be like hammering away at my rocks to get the steel ore out of it. Certain tracks just make you have that feeling. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a, and that's definitely what this one does for me. So I'm going to play this out with Terran 2, an adi- another one that's great That's great for the same reasons. I actually was like going through the, pl- the soundtrack and listening to it today, and this one popped up, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this one. It's so good. So what is one of the other races you can be? Zerg or Protoss. So first of all, this is Zerg Erasure. How dare you, sir? I mean, well, t- we talked about the Protoss. Protoss are the ones with the pylons. Oh, okay. Never mind. Those guys. Protoss? Protoss. This is Protoss Erasure. I don't care about the Zerg. <laughs> no one should care about the Zerg. They are terrible. No, well, there we go. It's Protoss they are Erasure. Swarm. Ugh, they're horrible enemies. Are they fight. bugs? Buggy yes, boys? Yes, they're kind of like bugs. Oh, gotcha. They just have that sound Zerg. Sounds like a bug. Very much so. All right. Uh, but this uh, playing out with Terran 2 from StarCraft. Well, I hope you have enjoyed our deep dive into soundtracks for the fifth time. Obviously, oh it's one of our favorites. We don't know when we're going to ever stop with this one. So one quick note, you so everybody can get a feel for how we like organize stuff uh, in real time when we're talking about the podcast. We should make a playlist on the YouTube channel just for the soundtrack episode. We should. That's a good idea, isn't we it? We should do that. Yeah, we should do that. All now, right, note, though, note to self. We're going to add all these songs, or at least one just, all of them. Okay, we'll do all Put of them. them all on there. Put them all onto our Spotify Soundtrack Spotlight playlist that we have. Uh, you can search for it. It's just called Soundtrack Spotlight or... Um Actually, I'll reshare the link again. Make sure it's in the episode description because since it's a soundtrack I made, I don't know if you can find it, how easy it will be to find. But anyway, it's public. It's it's there. You can follow it, all that stuff. I update it every single week with all the soundtrack spotlight songs that we have. But all these songs will be in there so you can listen to their entirety because we only put up about a minute, 30 seconds to a minute in the episode as you've already seen. But anyway, go listen to those. Follow that playlist if you want to keep update with the soundtracks that we're listening to and loving. But with that... That concludes another musical adventure. Indeed. Another episode. Another our 130th episode. Blissful adventure <sighs> into the world of video game music. I love these. And this is one, like, I'm sure we have to cut ourselves short for these just because we could go on yeah. and on. Because we'd be talking about one game and we jump to another. We'd be talking, and then we jump for another one for that and we just go on down the rabbit hole. But that's how it is. That's how it is. It's how we do here at Team Chat Podcast. But until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined 
by Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. We'll see you all next time. There's not a song because we just talked about a whole lot of songs. So we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Thank you.